Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. First, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. I'm trying to build an audio history uh, of our hobby. And three years ago to the day, February 26th, 2018, I gave a speech at the Beckett Industry Summit. That was recorded. I've shortened it a little bit. I was interested in how things have, may have changed in the last three years and, and much for the better. Here it is. Bill asked me to talk about why Dallas and give some examples from my history and this city's history and the hobby history for why Dallas could be considered a capital or the capital of the collecting world. And I'm a numbers guy. I love to rate and rank things. My first recollection of Dallas was finding out that Kennedy had been shot back when I was in school. Other than the Dallas Cowboys, I didn't know much about Dallas, but the next year our family moved to Texas. A few years later, I went to SMU here in Dallas. Certainly wasn't a hobby hub back in 75 when I got out of school, although cases could be made for New York or L.A. or Chicago or even Detroit or some other large city. New York probably would be the capital in my mind at that point, certainly the most populous city, media capital, the Yankees. <laughs> so back in 75, when I got out of school, uh, New York was tops with nearby Sotheby's and Christie's, although they didn't do any sports stuff at that time. The Trader Speaks, if you remember back that far, was published on Long Island. Back in the summer of 1980, which was a legendarily hot summer with 40 straight days of over 100 degrees, that's when I moved back to Dallas from Bowling Green, where as a single professor, I got to travel around pretty much any weekend to a show in the Midwest. It gave me a real perspective on what's out there in terms of cards and collecting passions around the country, especially in the Midwest. When I got to Dallas, instead of driving two or three hours to Cleveland or Detroit or Cincinnati or Chicago, I had to fly two or three hours. But I could get to anywhere. Now, four million miles on American Airlines later, certainly when I was less retired, it was delightful to get around to all the major cities around the country and check out the shows and the shops. I started out with my first price guide survey in 1976, really making me feel old now. And I did free surveys uh, that I published and distributed in 77 and 78. And then in 79 came out with the first Sport Americana price guide. And all that was before personal publishing and personal computing. We take that for granted, but it was difficult. And frankly, the expansion to monthly magazines that started in 84 would really not have been possible if we had not the advances in my old Tandy, Radio Shack, TRS-80 computer that uh, served me for a few years before IBM got into the personal computer business. I had to create my own special markup language of necessity. In 1984, Beckett Publications was formed, Beckett Baseball Card Monthly, had a great run, lots of success, fabulous teammates, many of whom are in the room, a lot of creativity. I was involved with the unsuccessful bids for Dallas to be the host city for the Summer Olympics back in 2012 in 2024. So in that spirit, I've contrived something, uh, fictional events, to see how Dallas would stack up. I'm going to issue some medals, gold, silver, or bronze, to Dallas or other cities as their hobby distinction. I'm only looking at and comparing Major League Baseball cities. I've, I've created eight events, event number one, national conventions and other big events. Dallas, does not get the medal. 
Chicago gets the gold medal. It's become the semi-permanent home of 11 national conventions there and many other outstanding, regular, and uh, well-established shows. Silver goes to Cleveland, seven nationals, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'd give a sentimental bronze to my buddy Kit Young for Honolulu, but as I said, and maybe even Kevin Isaacson, but unfortunately Honolulu is not a major league city. But I miss the sunshine in February on a regular basis. And I found out, I did my little calculations in the interest of being accurate. I think I've been to 23. Because I, I think I went to every one between 87 and 07. That'd be 21. Then I went to one in Vegas and here. And the one in Hawaii. So maybe that's 24. Just to set the record straight. Okay, event number two. Collector and dealer base. I think Dallas does not quite meddle here either. I give New York the gold for outstanding collectors and dealers, Chicago silver, Los Angeles bronze. Doing large part to Rob Veris, Burbank, <laughs> one of the wonders of the collecting world, uh, Rob Stewart. However, there are some fabulous collections in DFW that you may not know about. I uh, am talking to my stepson a number of years ago. And he said, oh, yeah, I've got a friend that his dad collects, and I didn't know the dad. So I meet with the dad of my, my stepson's best friend, and I said, well, you got a, do you have a collection? Yeah, I collect a little bit. Turns out he's got a Wagner. <laughs> and then another guy that I met through my kid's school turns out to have had the finest PSA collection in the country. Number three, major sports auctions. Gold to Heritage. It's headquartered in Dallas, but they have other offices. It's the leading volume sports auction company. I'm not saying it's the best in every way, but it's probably the best for coins. And Chris Ivey says they did $100 million in sales last year. That's pretty awesome. I give silver to Los Angeles for SCP, David Kohler, and JP on memory lane. And I'm giving bronze to Baltimore for my buddy Bill Huggins. Huggins has got, they take everything, something for everyone. It's a fun catalog read for me. Number four, card companies. Dallas wins gold here. Dallas has had numerous major card companies headquartered here. However, the list includes uh, Jerry Myers' Pinnacle and Blake's Playoff. Lud Denny's pro set. We definitely get the gold medal for defunct car companies. <laughs> but now Brian Gray with Leaf, who does a lot of innovative stuff. Of course, Panini, a lot of friends over there. Most cards are now produced and cut here at Graphic Converting in Allen, uh, suburb. Silver to Tops in New York, bronze to San Diego for Upper Deck. And number five, publications, reference materials, and hobby knowledge base. I'm biased, but I'm giving Dallas the gold. Great labor market here. But even with the local talent was here, the secret of success for our company, I think, was we created a dream team back in the 90s, and it was from recruiting all over the country, trying to find the best and the brightest to come and work on our price guides, even Canada, if Al is here. Many of them are Panini now in other places. But we had Silver to L.A. for Collectors Universe. I think what they did with their SMR, that's okay. Their pop report, that's okay. But their registry... We should have done that. But they did it. They did it well. They did it first. That's their credit. So I'm giving them the silver. Bronze I'm giving to Milwaukee for Krause. Again, I'm giving a historic perspective. It's actually Iola. If you went to Iola back in the day, it had the most per capita hobby knowledge in the world. There are only 900 people in the town. 500 of them work for Krause. And they had a number of experts up there. I don't know what they did for fun in the snow or otherwise, but they were a key part of building the hobby through SCD and other efforts. Number six, grading and authentication. Gold, again, biased, but I think still Dallas gets the gold. BGS, BVG, 
BCCG and Beckett Authentication. It's about time that the Beckett graders, many of whom were there when I was there, get the credit that's due to them. Given silver to LA for PSA DNA, they're formidable competitors. I'm not going to say you're at the wrong summit if you think PSA deserves the gold because they're, they're worthy competitors, but this is Dallas and BGS gets my submissions, obviously. Bronze to New York for SGC and JSA, with a shout out to my, my friend Jim Spence. Event number seven, star power, teams and players, giving gold to New York for the Yankees and being a media capital, but I'm going to give Dallas Silver for having America's team, the Cowboys, that everybody loves or hates. If you watch football on Sundays, doesn't it seem like all the NFL announcers are former Cowboys? Romo, Aikman, Irvin, Johnson, Dion, even Dandy Don, if you go all the way back. And Dallas even claims Mickey Mantle. I know he played for the Yankees, but he lived three miles over that way. His funeral was two blocks from my house, and he played golf regularly at my golf club and told tall tales until he passed away in 96. Bronze, I give a tie to Chicago and Los Angeles. Finally, number eight, the last event. I call this historic hobby legacy game changers. I went to SMU. SMU's motto is world changers shaped here. Very aspirational, very lofty. It's something to think about. How can you change your world, whether it's a smaller world or a bigger world? How can you make a difference? Here are the difference makers that I'm going to go back and walk through with you. Jefferson Burdick, his first American card catalog was 1939. And that's... Easy to underestimate because it was a little flimsy little book, but it put order and organization to our industry. My first uh, price guide in 79, but Dallas can't get credit for that because that was actually when I was a professor in Bowling Green. 1980, the first national in L.A. That, that was a major event. Gavin Riley, Steve Bruner, Mike Berkus. Not to be underestimated, guys. It put us on the map in many respects, and it's been a rallying point ever since through the uh, continued efforts. Our baseball card magazine in 84 was a game changer. 86, Kit Young's first Hawaii trade show. That was the first show that really galvanized and gathered industry leaders, including card companies, including licensing entities, to really work for the good of the industry. One you might not think of, but October 19, 1987, Black Monday, the New York Stock Exchange crash. I hate to give credit to New York for that because it was a global phenomenon. But literally overnight when we had our magazine, the prices went up dramatically, not just vintage, but especially vintage. And that brought a lot of energy and money into the hub. Upper Deck founded in late 88. Ludd Denny later in 88. I've got to say something about Ludd because we wouldn't have had a football magazine if it hadn't been for Ludd. He single-handedly, persuasively, with, I don't know how you want to define persuasive, but somehow he got a football card license in uh, basically 89. He was this comet that came across the, uh, the sky, shining very brightly, and until crashing. I'm not a great poker player because I play the odds and I don't really bluff, but I'm also not bluffed. I think Ludd knew that, so we got along great. He never tried to bluff me. He never tried to sell me anything except for that first time. He got halfway into his pitch and went, this is not working, is it? And I said, no, it's not working, but I wish you would keep printing cards 24-7, which he unfortunately took that advice. Later, also in 89, the, the Topps vault auction from Guernsey's, it was the most spectacular array of Topps accumulated interesting stuff, all under one roof, all displayed on these uh, storyboards. Anybody there should have bought it all if they'd known what would happen in the interim time. 89 also was our Beckett football magazine, which was key in the sense that conventional wisdom 
everybody was telling me, you just need to add football and then basketball and hockey into one big magazine. I thought, that's a lot of deadline pressure on one magazine. So stepping out for a football magazine, which allowed football to fully blossom, and again, some credit to Lud Denny, who was one of the greatest marketers and promoters in the history of the hobby. PSA, 92, again, a landmark event, give credit where credit is due. Birth of eBay, give credit to San Francisco area for that in 95. Sports cards were an important part of eBay in the beginning. I'm going to stop in 96 because not that my life stopped, but things changed after that. So I'm giving Dallas the gold, L.A. the silver, and New York the bronze. So if you counted the medals, Dallas won. Big surprise. New York came in second. L.A. actually had the most medals, and Chicago did well. There were some other cities that just had them. Okay, so some of you ask, what am I up to these days? I'm semi-retired. Probably emphasis more on retired than semi, but I do a lot of pro bono consulting, giving back to old and young and new friends, leaders, future leaders, businesses, ministries, nonprofits, play a little golf, dabble with organizing my card collection, selling some on ComC, which I think is a good place for me to get a card that I no longer want into the hands of someone who would like it. And I, I host a men's thematic casual dinner every month. My January is always vintage and modern collectors, uh, back-to-back. It's, it's a lot of fun, decent food, and great conversation. This particular year, we hosted the Baseball Hall of Fame president, Jeff Idelson, who came down. He shared with us the vision and interacted with us on having a permanent baseball card exhibit in Cooperstown. He wanted to hear from serious card collectors, vintage and modern, of what that should look like, how it could be funded, and he went away encouraged. So I've got my own card room. What would my wall of fame look like? Standard size cards, all BGS holders, a thousand cards. So I'm going to have a thousand cards on a wall in alphabetical order, mixed sports. The catch is it's one card per player. Finally, I want to thank the owners and the current and former employees of Beckett Media for carrying through on my original goal of trying to bring order out of chaos in the hobby. Unfortunately, there is new and more chaos in the hobby every year. But that doesn't mean we don't keep working at it. I think they're doing a great job, and I'm delighted to be here as an old-timer to reflect on my experiences and be an encouragement to the new guards. The man in-